Farrell, Jake Farrell, and Luke Goen. We have, so we have four speakers lined up. We're very excited about that. For reading, we have Nathan Farrell, Gage Shipman, and Bryson Albright. For songs, we'll have Nathan Farrell, Luke Goen, and Bryson. And then we'll also have prayers by Bobby Og III and Nathan Farrell. So a lot on our agenda tonight. Our theme tonight will be prayer. And uh, I'll talk about that more in just a moment right before our speakers um, get up and speak to us. So we're going to ask, who has our first song, Bryson? Okay, we're going to ask Bryson to lead us in our first song. Seven thirty eight. I've been reading Three uh, seven three six. Seek ye first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Seek Dear Heavenly Father, uh, thank you for this wonderful day that you blessed us with. Uh, thank you for this time that we get to come to worship you and learn more about you. Uh, Father, I pray that you will just give all these young men strength and uh, guidance of what they prepared for us tonight. And I uh, pray that you will uh, 
let us listen to what they have to say with an open heart. And uh, Father, I pray that you would just uh, thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for our sins. And Father, send your son's holy, we pray. Amen. Tonight, I've asked our young men to lead us in a service around the theme of prayer. And I would ask, as we introduce this topic tonight, you turn to number 404. I'm not going to lead the song, but I would like you to look at the words of number 404. And um, the song is one we've sung for many years. Ere you left your room this morning, did you think to pray? In the name of Christ our Savior, did you sue for loving favor as a shield today? And then stanza two, three, and four asks the question, when you met with great temptation, did you think to pray? When your heart was filled with anger, did you think to pray? When sore trials came upon you, did you think to pray? And then the chorus says, oh, how praying rests the weary. Prayer will change the night today. So when life seems dark and dreary, don't forget to pray. I think prayer is one of those subjects that we understand and we talk about, but we don't really realize what a powerful, powerful tool it is to us in our arsenal in, uh, in, the, in life. So I'm excited that we're going to turn this uh, topic over to our young men. Knox is going to lead us off with an introduction to the subject, and I've asked him to share with us a few scriptures that talk about the importance of prayer. And then our young men are going to begin talking to us about a model prayer found in the Bible, maybe in the Old or New Testament, a, a prayer that stands out, and in particular a prayer, uh, another speaker will be a prayer of Jesus. Why did that prayer mean a lot? Uh, I thought it was interesting this morning. Stacy, when he led us in prayer, got up and simply quoted the Lord's Prayer. Beautiful and powerful prayer. So, uh, and at the end of our lesson tonight, we're going to hear uh, uh, some thoughts on how can we make prayer more effective in our lives? How can we utilize this great tool that God has given us when we realize how powerful it is and what a great privilege it is to, uh, to pray. So I'm going to turn it over to Knox, and he's going to introduce this sub- subject tonight on prayer. Pardon? Oh, that's right. Howard's going to lead us in, in one more song before we begin, so I'll call on Howard at this time. Thank you. At this time, would you mark the invitation song? The invitation song will be number 590, number 590. Our song before the lessons tonight will be number 474, Sweet Hour of Prayer. Will you stand, please? Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer that calls me from a world of care and bids me at my Father's throne make all my wants and wishes known. In seasons of distress and grief, 
my soul has often found relief and oft escaped the tempter's snare by thy return, sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer, the joy I feel, the bliss I share. Of those whose anxious spirits burn with strong desires for thy return. With such I hasten to the place where God my Savior shows his face and gladly take my station there and wait for thee, sweet hour of prayer. Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer, thy wings shall my petition bear to him whose truth and faithfulness engage the waiting soul to bless. And since he bids me seek his face, believe his word and trust his grace, I'll cast on him my every care and wait for thee, sweet hour of prayer. Be seated, please. Good evening. Tonight we're going to be talking about prayer and its role in our lives. Prayer is how we talk and lay out our hearts to God. Prayer should be an important part of a Christian's life because it strengthens our relationship with God. If we don't spend time with Him in prayer, our relationship will grow weak. One of my favorite Bible verses about prayer is 1 Thessalonians five sixteen through 18 which says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything, for this is the will of Jesus Christ for you. Now Bryson will come and read Mark 11.24. I'll be reading Mark 11, verse 24 in the New King James. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you will receive them and you will have them. In life, there are things that we can't, that we need, that we cannot provide for ourselves. The verse that Bryson just read for us tells us that if we ask and believe, God will make it ours. Now Nathan will come and read Philippians 4, 6 for us. Our reading Philippians four chapter uh, Philippians chapter four verses six. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything for prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be known to your God. The verse that Nathan just read for us basically says that that if 
that we should give our worries to God, and we do this through prayer. Prayer is powerful, and it has many different uses to help us understand prayer better. We must study what the Bible has to say about it. We will now hear from Luke, who will share with us more on what the Bible has to say about prayer. I'm going to be in Daniel chapter 9, where Daniel prays about the sin and disobedience of Israel, beginning in chapter 3, or verse 3 and verse 4. So I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with him in prayer and petition, in fasting and in sackcloth and ashes. I prayed to the Lord my God and confessed, Lord, the great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him and keep his commandments. This beginning part here, before he even gets to the main meat of his prayer, the purpose of his prayer, he acknowledges who he's talking to. But he doesn't just go there. He describes a characteristic and a quality of God by saying, who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him and keep his commandments. And Daniel does this uh, several other times in his prayer, in verse 7 and in verse 9. Lord, you are righteous, but this day we, have, we are covered with shame. In verse 9, the Lord our God is merciful and forgiving. So what, should, what should our prayers be about? What, what should we say when we pray? Uh, now Bryson is going to read Proverbs chapter 15, verse 8. I will be reading Proverbs 15, verse 8 in the New King James Version. Sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but prayer of the upright is a delight. So this verse mentions both sacrifices and prayer, and it even relates the two. Sacrifices in the Old Testament were meant to be offered to God, and this verse relates them. And so it seems, you know, if they if sacrifices and prayer can be relatable it seems that a prayer is also something that you offer to God, that it should be dedicated to God. In verse 19, uh, the very last verse of Daniel's prayer, it says, Lord, listen, Lord, forgive, Lord, hear and act. For your sake, my God, do not delay, because your city and your people bear your name. Now, when I always read stuff like this from both the New and Old Testament, about people's prayers, I was confused, and I kind of thought it wasn't their place to command God to do things, to, to say things like that. Like, Lord, listen. Lord, forgive. Lord, hear and act. But here, Daniel, all he's doing is telling God what he desires. He's telling God what's on his mind and what he wishes would be done. Uh, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7 says... Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, shall guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. So what is prayer to us? Why did God give us prayer? What's the point of prayer? Prayer is a way we see God. Zechariah chapter 8, verses 21 through 22 says, and the inhabitants of one city will go to another and say, Let us go at once 
to entreat the Lord and seek the Lord Almighty. I myself am going. And many peoples and powerful nations will come to Israel to seek the Lord Almighty and to entreat him. And now the King James Version says, And the inhabitants of one city shall go to another, saying, Let us go speedily to pray before the Lord and to seek the Lord of hosts. I will go also. Yea, many people and strong nations shall come to seek the Lord of hosts in Jerusalem and to pray before the Lord. Also back in verse 3 of Daniel chapter 9, uh, it says, So I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with him in prayer and petition, and fasting in a sackcloth and ashes. And the King James Version of verse 3 says, And I set my face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer, he's seeking God by, by praying, and supplications with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. And seeking God in any way and Praying to God is meaningless and pointless without faith. And I'm going to end with Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. And without faith it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he is, and that he rewards those who earnestly and diligently seek him. So I'm going to be talking about the Lord's Prayer, and I'm going to start by reading Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. After this manner, therefore pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. Now notice in this prayer that Jesus starts and begins the prayer with an acknowledgement and a praise to in glorifying God. Um, unfortunately, today I don't think I don't think we do that as much in our life and when we pray. We don't uh, thank Him, glorify Him, or praise Him as much as we should and need to. Uh, Psalms twenty four eight through ten says, "Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty." The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Lift them up, ye everlasting doors. And the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. The psalm asks a good question. Who is this King of glory? Who is the God that we serve? Who, who, who is the God that we pray and pray to? Does, does he deserve our praise? Does, is he worthy of it? Psalms 91, I mean, sorry, 92 Verses, verse 1 and 2 says, it is, it is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night. Psalms 7.17 says, I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness and will, and will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. Psalm 68, 3 through 4 says, But let the righteous be glad, and let them rejoice before God. Yes, let them rejoice exceedingly. Sing to God, sing praises to his name. Extol him who rides on the clouds, 
by his name Yah, and rejoice before him. Psalm 150. says, Psalm 150 verse 6 says, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. My last scripture is going to be read by Nathan. First Chronicles chapter 29 verses 10 through 13. Um, First Chronicles verses 29 verses 10 through 13. Therefore David blessed the Lord before all the assembly, and David said, Blessed are you, Lord of God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is greatness, the power and the glory, and the victory and the majesty. And for all that is in heaven and in earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom of the Lord. Yours is the exalted over, overhead. Both riches and honor come from you. You reign over all. In your hand is power and might, and in your hand it, it, it is to make great, and it gives strength to all. Now, therefore, God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. So just like, just like David said in First Chronicles, let us praise God like, uh, like David did, follow the example of Jesus, and give, give God the glory that he deserves and is worthy of. Tonight I'm going to speak on using prayer in our everyday life. The first way is using prayer to help others by praying for or with them. We don't always, we don't always know how to help people, but we can always go to God in prayer. He's always listening and is there to answer. Galatians 6.2 tells us to carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Another way to use prayer is to pray for ways you can be a better Christian and areas you need help in. If you struggle, if you have a struggle in your life, you can pray for God to help you. God can help you with all of your problems. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. My last point tonight is prayer helps build a personal relationship with God. By praying and talking to God as often as we can, we create a closeness to God that will never fail. And Gage will come up and read the last verse that I have. I'll be reading Luke chapter 11, verse 9, New King James Version. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and and it will be open to you. That is all. I wanted to say thank you to all of our young men who've helped and spoken to us tonight about the topic of prayer and in the form of an invitation and some some thoughts, just some things to consider as we look at prayer. I think about 
significant prayers in the Bible, and I'm sort of in a quandary. Where do you begin when you want to look at prayers, some of the wonderful prayers in the Bible? And just off the top of my head, I jotted down these, Elijah's prayer on Mount Carmel. When we see a definitive answer, uh, there's no question where the priests of Baal have shouted and cut themselves and danced and tried to get the attention of their God. All the prophet does is he simply petitions God and God answers in a resounding, thunderous way by fire that consumes everything. And so I ask you, does prayer work? Yeah. And that's an example of a powerful prayer that's answered. Uh, I think of Elisha. One of my favorite uh, stories is when they're surrounded by the Armenian army and the servant, the young servant of Elisha, goes out early in the morning and I don't even think he's had his coffee yet. He's not really awake. And he's out and he looks around and he sees that they're surrounded by elite chariots and warriors. And, uh, and he says, today we're going to die. <laughs> he's quite alarmed. And, you know, Elisha just says, Lord, please just open his eyes. Open his eyes. And through that petition, that request, the servant sees the chariots of fire surrounding the hills. God's presence is there. What made the difference? Prayer. I think of the high priestly prayer of Jesus when he spoke on behalf of, of his apostles, asking that God protect them in the palm of his hand, to keep them from the evil one. He knew that they would have a difficult road, especially as he ascended into heaven. It was no longer there, and they would ultimately die. But Jesus prayed for those he had chosen. And then I see the beautiful and touching prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. And I know that Glenn Shipman made reference this morning to the fact that when Jesus prayed, he was so deeply moved in such deep agony that a medical condition that mixes the, the ruptured capillaries with sweat produces blood that drips from his body. He prayed passionately. Father, if it be thy will, let this cup pass from me, yet not my will, but thine. You see, in all of these situations, they chose to pray. And we should choose to pray. I think of Daniel. Daniel was known for his devotion and his prayer life, the satraps, who were basically subordinates of Daniel. Daniel was put in an administrative position. The satraps wished to displace him. The only thing they could get on him that they knew of, it wasn't his moral character, but yet they understood that he had a devoted prayer life. Daniel 6.2 tells us uh, in verse 13 that he prayed three times daily. That was used to trap him, but yet God again delivered Daniel from the mouth of the lions. Finally, one example that I thought of as I was sitting here tonight was another wonderful example of prayer was when Peter was in prison for proclaiming the gospel. Probably going to die. But yet his brethren that very hour are praying, gathered around, a young lady uh, during the prayer hears a knock on the gate, on the outer gate, as they're praying. Who is it? It's Peter. <laughs> They've been praying for Peter to be released, and he knocks on the gate. 
She closes the gate in disbelief, not realizing it's truly him, thinking it may be his ghost. But my question to you in these examples that we've looked at, is prayer powerful? Absolutely. No question. And we underestimate its power. Luke had mentioned in his talk the uh, prayer on behalf of others. We often refer to that as intercessory prayer. We intercede or ask for uh, people. I think of our brother Bill, who has had a debilitating stroke, who's got a long road of rehab ahead of him, and the burden that BJ has as she cares for him. It's quite appropriate, church, to pray for others, that God blesses and comforts them, strengthens them. A petition prayer where we ask God to strengthen us, Luke also mentioned. Lord, help me as I struggle with these particular areas. Help me in my doubts and in my fears. And then uh, another thing Luke mentioned, and I appreciate this, was prayer builds a stronger relationship with God, and we stress our dependence on him. We realize that when we lay our requests before his throne, we petition him that he is the provider of our needs, and prayer is that avenue. So in the form of an invitation tonight, simply I'm just going to offer an invitation through the form of a prayer. And when I say amen, I'm going to ask Howard to come up and lead us in an invitation song. And that will serve as our invitation tonight. I think it's a fitting way to close. So let's bow our heads and we will pray. Father, we come to you tonight and we just lay before you um, our gratitude and our thanks for being a mighty and powerful God. I personally, Father, want to thank these young men and their parents who have guided them and directed them and encouraged them to be men of God. And now they're developing these skills of of singing and praying and reading and bringing lessons from your word. Just continue to strengthen them, Father, for this is our future. And um, we appreciate their servant hearts. Father, where do we begin in thanking you for your love, for the wonderful privilege of taking our needs before you in prayer and and asking for blessings? Father, you know our needs before we even ask them, but yet you tell us to pray. We turn our hearts to you and look to you for the blessings that you're willing to offer. The storehouse of blessings, the doors will be opened up when we pray. And ask for those blessings, Father. Please bless us here at Stroudsville. We feel blessed with such a bright future of young people and babies that are being born and our vacation Bible school. We know that these are the, are the ones who will be leading us as we reach old age. Father, help us to be a church that's focused on pleasing you. Father, we know that many congregations out there are struggling with adherence to your word because it's, it is divergent with culture. And so often some congregations uh, would rather soften the word and be more worldly to please people. But we want to be adherence to your word, to follow what the Bible teaches, yet teach this message of love, to teach a message of self-sacrifice, and to yield up our wills and our hearts to be under your control. And we feel that when we do this, Father, we will be blessed. Father, I pray tonight for our leaders, for our shepherds over the flock, that you'll give them wisdom and insight, diligence as they continue to reach the souls that are in that perimeter that are in danger of attack from wolves. Father, bless us and help us know that we're at war. 
Help us to realize that you're stronger and more powerful than Satan and that we are victorious. Father, we are so blessed. We're so blessed to be covered in the blood of Jesus and our sins are forgiven. Where do we begin to thank you for all of the blessings that we have? We're going to have a meal tonight, Father. We're blessed with food and an abundance of all the things that uh, make us a rich nation. Help us to be about our Father's business, and I ask a blessing on all of these young people here tonight that have served and and are present. Father, just um, continue to help us to be focused and not trapped by worldly things. And as we close this invitation, Father, I I know that there's some of us out there in in the presence of uh, the congregation that maybe are struggling or have a heavy heart, maybe struggling with sin. Uh, Maybe they want to pray for someone, Father. But as we sing this invitation song, Father, I pray that you'll move someone to make that request known. And we're just so honored to be able to come to you in prayer. We thank you. Thank you so profoundly for this privilege. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Let's stand and sing as Howard leads us. Just as I Six, seven. If you have not had the Lord's Supper this morning, you'll be served straight back room one. There's a great day coming, a great day coming, there's a great day coming, my and my. When the saints and the sinners shall be born and on and left, are you ready for that day?
pray. Dear gracious Family Father, thank you for all you've given us today. Thank you for us being safe today. Please help those who are in need, who are sick, and who are suffering. Please help those who are spiritually sick, and please help those who do not know who you are. Please help us spread your word. Thank you for all the blessings you've given us. Thank you for the safe trip here. Please let us have a safe trip back. Please bless the hands that made the food that we were about to eat. And please help us to do what is right and doing do what is according to your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.